you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. I don't know about you, but it can be so overwhelming to be in social selling, especially in 2023. There are so many things we could be doing. Building systems, customer care, customer follow-up, onboarding new team members, recruiting, selling, building a personal brand, developing leadership skills, not to mention everything else we have on our plates that has nothing to do with our social selling businesses, such as our homes, our families, our children, and so much more. So when I am feeling overwhelmed, one of the best things I can do for myself and for my business, for my family, for my mental sanity is to sit down and dump everything out of my brain, aka the brain dump. And we just talked about this just last week with Sarah from Soul Planners. We've talked about this multiple times on the podcast about how brain dumping is so valuable because it frees up space in your mind. And we need that. We need that white space in order to think, in order to breathe. But back to the brain dump. So the first thing I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed is I start writing things down. Whether it's a to-do list, whether it's ideas, whether it's goals, whatever it might be, write it down, get it out of your head so it can live somewhere else besides taking up valuable space in your brain. So I sat down and wrote out 10 things. And I didn't plan 10 things, but when I got done with the list, I thought, wow, that's 10 things. I wrote down 10 things that you can implement this quarter to help you feel less overwhelmed in your life and in your business. These are in no particular order and they might seem kind of random, but they are things that either I have worked on recently or I am currently working on in my business and I wanted to share them with you. And this is kind of one of the the tips, but I want to start by saying Don't feel like you have to do each and every one of these things. These, like I said, are a compilation of different things that have helped me decrease overwhelm in my business over the years, and I want to pass them along to you to see if they'll help you too. Number one, this is something that I talked about in stories recently. It's something that I'm trying, something so revolutionary, so cutting edge, so breakthrough. You'll never guess it. (laughs) It is me simply being more social on social media. Crazy, I know. Who would have thought? But I am somebody who likes to, I love to see people's photos on Facebook. I love to see life updates on Facebook, but I am somebody who tends to just lurk (laughs) and I observe from afar and I, oh, cool, they're up to that this week. Oh, they went on vacation there. Oh, that looks really nice. But I have a, for some reason, I have some weird thing about being social, actually getting out there and being social. So Kristen Boss, who many of you know and love her, she had this challenge for us recently in her Social Selling Academy. I'm, and yes, I am part of two (laughs) 
Social Seller Academies, number one, the Social Selling Academy with Kristen Boss, and number two, the Modern Direct Seller Academy with Becky Launder. Both are incredibly valuable, and I love being part of both, and I can't imagine not being part of both. I feel like both give me so much value and have helped me so much in my business that I appreciate both of these resources immensely. So Kristen recently challenged the Academy members to be more social and she gave us, you know, some assistance with that. And I realized that I have a really hard time being social on social media. And it doesn't just mean being on social media. That's not being social. Being social is asking questions, commenting, liking, showing an interest in the people that you rub shoulders with, quote unquote, on the internet. And of course, the motivation behind this is not to generate instant sales or recruits or bookings or things like that for your business. The motivation behind this is simply human connection, connecting with those that you already know or those you don't know very well. It's generating visibility so that way when you do post about things you're passionate about business-wise, people see it and they pay attention because they know you as a human. They know you as a person. And you are establishing that no like, and trust factor. So that is something that I'm working on this quarter is simply being more social. It shouldn't be hard, right? But <laughs> it sounds so simple and yet it feels a little bit weird and it feels a little bit hard. But like anything, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. So get out there, be social, whether it's on Facebook, in Facebook groups, on Instagram, wherever it might be, make an effort this quarter to be a little bit more social and see what happens in that 60 to 90 day cycle. Number two is something that we talked about last week with Sarah from Soul Planners, and that is focusing on one or two things at a time. Now, I know I am giving you a list of 10 things today, (laughs) so I'm not telling you to focus on every single one. What I am saying is that these are things that I have focused on, I will be focusing on, we should be focusing on, suggestions to get you started. You do not have to do all of these today, this week, right now. But if you pick one or two things, one or two areas in your business and focus on those, you will see results. The grass grows where you water it. So pick a little patch of grass, water the heck out of it, and see what happens in this quarter. You can also apply this to different trainings. I know our company is wonderful and offers so much as far as free training and free resources. And I tell my team a lot of times that you cannot effectively incorporate each and every training that we're given. I'm grateful for each and every training. and They are so valuable. But if you try to do everything that you're learning, it's going to have the opposite effect and it's going to overwhelm you and it's going to confuse people and it's going to be stressful for you in the end. So applying this principle of looking at one or two areas at a time versus all of them. (laughs) Don't try to do all the things at once. Look at one or two areas and let that be good enough until you're ready to move on to the next area. Number three is outsourcing when needed. Now this can look like so many different things. It does not have to mean hiring somebody to help you, but I know that for me, I did end up hiring a virtual assistant to help me in a key area, and that is the area of customer follow-up and a little bit with my team. Customer follow-up was an area that I really struggled with. And we know that the fortune is in the follow-up and I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling stressed by it. I was feeling like I was behind. I was feeling 
really inadequate when it came to the area of customer follow-up. I knew I wasn't doing a good job, but I felt like it was too much for me to take on in addition to everything else that I was doing. So I thought that maybe I could outsource my customer follow-up. And if anything, it would just help me get the ball rolling and I could always take it over in the future. But just the fact of getting it all set up and put into place was such a relief for me. So I found a wonderful, wonderful company. It's called Rise and Thrive. I don't know if they exclusively work with social sellers. I believe they work with other small business owners too, but they have a lot of social selling customers. In fact, that is how I heard of them, but Rise and Thrive, they're based out of Wisconsin. It's a small business and they do a great job. They're so great at communicating and we work together to put together a customer follow-up system that works for me and my customers and they are so sweet. So I recommend them. This is not sponsored in any way, but I do recommend checking out Rise and Thrive if you need some help in different areas in your business. But they can do truly anything. They can do social media. They can do graphic design. They can do customer follow-up, project broadcast things, website maintenance. There are so many different things that they do and they really work with you on an individual basis to find out what fits the best for you and your business. So I recommend them highly and appreciate all they do to help me in my business. But they did take over the area of customer follow-up for me, and that has been huge. And outsourcing does not have to be strictly business tasks. It can be truly anything, such as grocery shopping. I don't grocery shop anymore. I outsource my grocery shopping to Instacart, and to me, that is well worth the investment of the yearly membership and the tip that I pay to the delivery people. And that to me is worth it because if I'm not grocery shopping, then I can be at home spending time with my kids, working on my business. So outsourcing doesn't necessarily have to be somebody taking over your business tasks. It can be somebody taking over grocery shopping. I guarantee that there is an area in your life, in your business, et cetera, that can be outsourced. So find out what that is and outsource it. I know When I tell people that I use Instacart for grocery shopping, they either say, oh, I use that too, or they say I could never do that because I like to pick my own produce, I like to pick my own meat, whatever it might be. And that's fine because they probably outsource other things that I don't outsource. So take a look at all that you're doing and figure out what can be outsourced. Try it for a season. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and that's great. You tried it. Find something that somebody else can do for you and maybe even do a better job, (laughs) such as folding laundry. I am terrible at keeping up with laundry. And my mom comes over occasionally and helps me fold it. And that's wonderful. I've outsourced my laundry to my mother. (laughs) It's kind of like a full circle moment, right? But think about how much less overwhelmed you'll feel when you have outsourced one or two areas in your life or in your business. You'll see that it frees up that space in your life. And you have time for other income producing activities or time for your family, whatever it might be. Try outsourcing. Number four is taking in social media advice when needed, but filtering it through the lens that you do not need to incorporate each and every tip or trick or hack that you learn on social media. I know I'm not alone when I say that every other reel, every other carousel, They're all talking about the latest Instagram features, the latest hacks, the latest growth tips. I get it. These people are trying to make a living teaching these things. 
to Instagram users. Okay, I see that. I know that. And I know that social media changes daily and we do have to keep up with it somewhat. But if you are so focused on today's growth hack, today's tip or trick to stay relevant in the algorithm, you are going to lose sight of what matters. And that is, like we talked about in number one, staying connected and being social. So I am somebody who sees all that advice. I see those growth tips, those hacks, the latest changes, the updates. And if I dwell on them too much, I become so overwhelmed. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Are people going to see my content? Did I do X, Y, Z before posting? You know what? (laughs) If you forget about all of that and just have fun and stay consistent, as in whatever is consistent for you, provide value to your audience, then you're going to be okay. I saw a post the other day and I really liked this tip. It said, you know, create content, create value for your audience, for your ideal client, but then bless and release it. Once you post it, bless and release and whatever happens to it happens. It's not because you did anything wrong. It's not because you did anything that angered the algorithm. It's simply because it's social media (laughs) and it's a free social app that we utilize that we have no say over. Take all the advice that you see out there and apply what needs to be applied. There are valuable things that I have learned through some of these accounts. Don't get me wrong. But when you start dwelling on the fact that Instagram changes daily and you can hardly keep up, you're going to feel overwhelmed. So scale it back a little bit. Do what's working until it doesn't work anymore and then try something new. It can be that simple. Don't get overwhelmed by social media growth hacks. All right, number five, this feels a little bit vulnerable to me to say this, but I'm going to share it anyways. So I've noticed recently looking at reels and content that I've posted that I say a lot of I statements. And I know, you know, I've said it probably 300 times already this episode, but I feel like a lot of times, especially on Instagram, my posts and reels, I say a lot of I, I do this, I've done this, I, I, I. But what I'm trying to work on, actively work on, is saying more you. Do you feel like this? Have you ever experienced this? And maybe lead with that and then share a personal experience, which is totally fine and that's what people connect with. But I have realized that the word I comes up so, so much. And that is kind of off-putting, I think, to audiences. They don't care about you. I mean, they do. But they care about how you and how your story can help them. And so I am trying to, like I said, just actively edit my content to be more audience focused. And it's an exercise that takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of practice, but I feel like in the end, it's going to be more valuable to my audience and it's going to be more relatable. It's going to resonate more. And so I encourage you that if you are finding yourself overwhelmed with, you know, I'm not, you know, my sales aren't growing, my team isn't growing, my platforms aren't growing. Maybe you're too focused on you, you know? I don't know. It, it, that's just, like I said, that's something that's very vulnerable for me to share because I feel weird saying, I say I too much. <laughs> and even, like I said in this podcast episode, it's been all about what I've been working on. But I really do feel like if I can relate to the audience more and draw them in, it's a little more successful than just starting with, here's what I've done or here's what I've experienced. So that's just me being super vulnerable 
and sharing something that I'm working on right now that is helping me feel less overwhelmed when it comes to creating content that speaks to my ideal client and my audience. All right, number six. It kind of has to do with a couple of things we've already mentioned, but if you're in social selling, that means you're selling a product of some sort. Well, in reality, you're selling many products of some sort. And we can easily overwhelm ourselves and overwhelm our customers by trying to sell them all, all of the time. We think that in order to be successful at sales, we have to sell all of our products. And that's simply not true. We need to identify our ideal client and then sell them a solution that they need. And the entire catalog, while we might think that is the solution for our customers, yes, they need all of this. It is overwhelming to both us and them when we try to sell it all, all of the time. So my advice to you to reduce your overwhelm when it comes to selling to your customers is to take this quarter to focus on a few key products, products that you love, products that if you stopped selling for your company tomorrow, you would still purchase these products on your own volition because you love them so much. These are your ride or die products. I know I have one and it is the overnight glow mask. It's something that I use morning and night in my skincare routine and it's something that I will always use because I love it. I love how my skin feels and looks when I use it and I have loved introducing it to my customers because they have loved it as well. So think about those couple of products that stand out to you when you think of your company and the things that you sell. Maybe you sell health and wellness. Maybe you have a few products that work really well together and you can focus on those and the story behind those and how they help and befores and afters and success stories of customers who have used it and really lean into that one product or that trio of products or whatever you might sell, focus on that one little area and see what happens. Maybe you sell jewelry. Maybe you can focus on statement pieces for this quarter and talk about how when people attend weddings or graduations or special occasions in their life, how it would be so nice to have a statement piece and you can focus on those. Instead of trying to focus on all of the earrings, all of the necklaces, all of the bracelets, all of this, all of that, when you focus on one or two items in your catalog, in your lineup, you can really dive in and show your audience why they need it because you keep talking about it. So obviously you're planting a little seed in their brain, right? Okay, she keeps talking about this item. I think maybe I should listen. And then you are sharing success stories and testimonials. You are sharing different ways to use the product. You are sharing how the product has helped you. You are sharing how the product can help them. So if you are overwhelmed with what to share with your customers, your clients, maybe in your VIP group or on Instagram stories or wherever you're selling, actively selling, focus on one or two things or even three things, just a few items, a few key items. Focus on those and see how that translates into sales. I know when I was actively doing in-home parties for my company, I when I first started, I would have this huge tote and I would run around my house like a crazy person every time I had a party and I would be gathering all the soaps and all the lotions and all the, you know, diaper rash cream and everything that I was using, all my makeup. I would bring every single thing in my house <laughs> that was in the catalog and bring it to show everybody. 
And I mean, I had success with that too because people were excited to check everything out. But when you really pare it down and focus on a nighttime skincare routine, you focus on an easy daytime makeup look. When you're focusing on just a few items at a time, you are going to see that your customers are much less confused, much less overwhelmed, and you're much less overwhelmed because you're not worrying about anything else. They'll find other things that they're interested in. But if you really hone in on just one area of your catalog and provide value around that content, you will see results in that area. You'll be much less overwhelmed and so will your customers. Number seven is going to ruffle some feathers, but that's okay. We're all friends here. Reduce overwhelm in your life and in your business by narrowing down your niche. Okay, I know this is a topic that gets talked about and you hear people say you should definitely have a niche. People say you don't have to have a niche. Okay, here's the thing. I side with the idea that you are your own niche, okay? But when we start there, you think about things that you enjoy, things that you like, things that you're passionate about. What are those things? Narrow down to a couple of them and start talking about those things. Of course, that's not to say that those two things, two or three things that you choose are the only topics you can talk about in stories and your content, but it will help narrow down the topics that you talk about. And so it's easier to create content. I know for me personally, at the time of this recording, my current focus is on positive encouragement for social sellers. And I hope that you receive that here in this podcast, on my Instagram. That's my goal is to provide just encouragement because it's tough to be a social seller. (laughs) It's fun and it's wonderful. And there are, to me, only benefits to being a social seller, but it can also be hard and difficult and You can face backlash and criticism and the world is harsh. And so I want to be just a positive encouragement for you. And so that's my goal. That's one of, that's my niche, I guess you would say, is positive encouragement for social sellers, as well as easy podcasting tips for beginners, because I was a beginner just a few years ago and I want to share the information that I've learned along the way while I have produced this podcast. And so I've decided that for this season, for this quarter, I'm going to focus in on the area of encouraging social sellers as well as encouraging beginner podcasters. And so for me, that narrows it down for the content that I'm going to share. And that doesn't mean that I can't talk about my love of coffee, my love of true crime, the Enneagram. I love to talk about those different things too. And I'm still going to. But When I'm overwhelmed, if I can reduce the amount of topics that I can focus on or that I should be focusing on, it helps me feel less stressed out by social media and more empowered to serve my audience based on a couple of topics that I've chosen ahead of time. So if you are feeling scattered or overwhelmed when it comes to social media and what you should post, focus on finding a niche as in pick a couple of different topics and really focus on those and see what happens. And you can always change it down the road. That's no big deal. People do it all the time. If you're feeling overwhelmed, narrow it down. Number eight, oh boy. (laughs) This is one that I feel like it's not really talked about a lot because it is a little bit, I don't know, borderline, but I feel like it is beneficial for many people. If this is not something that applies to you, you can disregard. It's no problem. But I feel like it's very helpful to have somebody to vent to. (laughs) 
not gossip. I don't want to, you know, I never want to promote gossiping, but I feel like it is very healthy to have a safe person to vent to. And that can be your spouse, that can be your upline, that can be fellow leaders, somebody that you can vent to when you're frustrated. I feel like when you hold all of that in and you try to be so positive and so upbeat and so nice all the time, sometimes it gets pent up inside you and you need to vent to somebody. And when I say vent, I don't even mean screaming and shouting and yelling and freaking out about anything. I mean simply just letting your frustrations be known. It's normal and human to have frustrations about even the most mundane things. And I think that it is healthy to be able to share that in a safe space with somebody. I do want to encourage you. There's a saying that I've heard for years and it's send your complaints up and your praises down. So be very cautious about who you are venting to because you don't want to get on a team call and start venting about your company or a new policy or some changes that have been made. You want to be very positive. You want to keep it upbeat. You want to keep it uplifting. Not saying that there won't be challenges that you face together, but to leave it very neutral and to find a solution versus just bashing the company or bashing the policy. I find that when you send complaints up, it's a lot more effective because the farther up you go, the better chance you have of figuring out a solution. So if you are venting your frustrations, make sure that they are to your upline, like I said, to a fellow leader, somebody that together you can figure out a solution to the problem versus sending it down to your downline, your teammates, where it's just going to cast a negative glow around your businesses and that's not fun for anybody. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and you just need to vent, find a safe person to vent to and just let it out. Let them know what your frustrations are and you guys can work towards a solution. Number nine, and this one's a fun one that I have really leaned into the last few months. Do not underestimate where you are at in your hormonal cycle. If you are feeling overwhelmed, inadequate, frustrated, then chances are you are in either your luteal phase or in your menstrual phase, which are your lowest energy phases of your cycle. And to learn more about this, highly recommend going to episode 97 if you have not listened yet. It's so good. And something that is always in the back of my mind now, I'm paying more attention to how I'm feeling on certain days and aligning that with my cycle. And it really is very accurate. (laughs) It's an accurate picture as to how I will be feeling on any given day because I know where I'm at in my cycle and that helps so much. So as you learn to be more in tune with your cycle, you will learn that on those days that you feel overwhelmed, there are certain tasks that you can do that you know that you can accomplish that day without the overwhelm, the overwhelming feeling because it's going to come each and every month. We can't avoid it altogether, but we can understand that it's coming and we can have tasks that we reserve for ourselves on those days or during those weeks or those times. And we can learn to work with that 28-day-ish, give or take, cycle versus working through a monthly calendar or a 24-hour day. And simply having this knowledge at your fingertips will help you on those overwhelming days. We don't have to quit. We don't have to throw it all away and start over again. We just have to get through a few days of low energy and 
low hormones and we'll see sunshine again and feel energetic again about our businesses. So if you know what's happening, you know what's up ahead and you have a game plan going into it, it's going to feel way less overwhelming and you're going to be able to give yourself a pep talk on those hard days, on those overwhelming days that you just need to hang on, hang in there and things will get better. And my last tip for you, tip number 10, is a phrase that has been rolling through my head so much recently, and it is the phrase, action creates clarity. I know for me personally, there have been so many seasons of just unsurety and just not knowing what's next or what's ahead or what my business might look like in a year or two or not knowing what to do next or not knowing how to proceed or not knowing how to do X, Y, Z. There are so many times that I sit there and feel overwhelmed by that. But something that I have implemented is just taking small actions. Of course, that is something that we talk about all the time here on the podcast, but I would encourage you today to take a small action. Like I said in previous points, you can't do it all. But if you take one action, Whether it's right or whether it's wrong, it doesn't matter. It's going to create clarity on your path. So if you are sitting there thinking, okay, Tiffany, but you don't know my story. You don't know my situation. You don't know the struggles that I'm having in your business. Number one, I'm probably having the same struggles (laughs) as you because we're all in the same boat, right? And number two, it doesn't really matter because if you take a step, it could be a successful step and it could be a not so successful step. And it doesn't matter because either way that it takes you, it's going to lead you down a path and it's going to clear the way and it's going to reveal the next step that you're supposed to take after that. You cannot move forward if you're not moving. So I encourage you today to not just listen to this podcast, but to really commit to taking action as small as it might be. It could feel so insignificant, this action step that you take. But I'm telling you, when you start to take those teeny tiny action steps, you will then find that your mission, your purpose, your path starts to become clearer. If you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stuck, I guarantee that taking an action step, whatever it is, whatever direction it takes you, that is the answer. That is the remedy to feeling overwhelmed. All of these tips that I gave you today help start you down a path. You just have to choose which area you're going to step into this quarter. And even if it might seem like the wrong step, maybe you take a step and you feel like it's the wrong one, now you know not to continue down that path and you can turn around and try something different. There is nothing wrong with restarting. You have to get comfortable with that. You have to know that you are meant to do amazing, incredible things, but you can't do them if you're staying still. You can't do them if you're not moving forward or just moving at all. It doesn't even have to be forward. Sometimes you can take backward steps. That is part of the journey, but you have to take the steps. So I encourage you today, pick one of these things and start exploring it. Many of you follow Jackie Richards. She's been on the podcast and she is an incredible leader. And she always says, throw spaghetti at the wall. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to see what sticks. Take one of these tips, throw it at the wall. If it doesn't work, do something else. But I encourage you today, 
get out of the podcast and into your life and into your business. Take the knowledge, take the things that you've heard today and do something about it. This podcast does nobody any good if they just listen to it and move on. I don't spend hours a week on this, on producing this show just for you to listen and have something to entertain you while you drive. I want to leave this industry better than I found it. And my little tiny contribution to this industry is this podcast. I want this to be a better industry, a better place for us, for social sellers. I want us to be successful. I want us to win. I want us to change the world. And you can't do that if you don't take action. So (laughs) pardon my sermon, but I feel very passionate about that. And it's something that I'm learning. I'm talking right to myself. So I hope this was encouraging for you today. I know that sometimes I feel like I talk about the same things over and over again, but this is what I want you to take from this show. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to not feel overwhelmed. I want you to be in this for the long haul. I want us to leave this industry better than when we found it. And if we're overwhelmed and scared to take action, then we'll never see the incredible success that all of us are capable of. So I want you to send me a DM on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and tell me which area you are going to focus on after listening to this episode. I would be so honored to cheer you on and to hear that from you. So I can't wait to chat with you in the DMs. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.